falling apart already. I was um, laughing at you, as per usual. <laughs> yeah. Um, today was the first person I invited to be on the podcast. She just happens to live in Michigan. Uh, one of my longest friends we met freshman year of college. Um, did I say your name already or not? Yeah, you did. Okay. Yep. Cool. So um, it was falling apart already. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That was my intro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited because um, we're both very music-oriented people, and a lot of our friendship, particularly the beginning of it, was built off of Very true. Very music. true. Yes. So yeah. glad to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. We've been talking about it forever, so I'm excited to finally, finally yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you said, oh, how fun. And then I was like, you want to be on it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly was just like, yeah, sure. That'll be great for you. And then I was just like, oh, no, you're okay. We're doing this. Okay, great. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, we always start, as you know, as one of my loyal listeners. Yes, yes that's uh, me. <laughs> just an open-ended question and like background of like what music you like and and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say like my music taste has changed a lot over the course of my life mm -hmm. um but i would say that i finally kind of settled into more of like a folk indie folk kind of space indie folk pop that kind of space so like i listen to a lot of noah khan Mm -hmm. a lot of it uh <laughs> we can't get that h out of there even though we know we're not supposed i to. said khan you I can't get, I, as again a loyal listener <laughs> <laughs> i've heard you say khan so many times I, that's why I was making a collective. But um, it's not. It's just you. <laughs> <laughs> so if it changed a lot and now you're proud of your indie folk, you got to tell yes. us what you didn't like before. Like you were way too shameless of a Ed Sheeran fan. I mean. When I first met you. Yes. When we, which was eight years ago. It's been a long time. Eight, nine years ago. Yeah. It's been a long time. But um, yeah, no, I've had a lot of different phases throughout my life. Um, I... <laughs> uh you want me to go all the way back i can what was the first music <laughs> phase you remember having like obviously there's one direction for you but yeah but before that i had i mean i remember sitting in the back of my dad's car mm -hmm. and we would listen to like three doors down like i mm. have distinct memories of that because my dad's also a big music guy. Mm -hmm. um, I Still listens to Pandora. He does listen to Pandora. Don't let that fool you. His Pandora station's actually really good. <laughs> I yeah. will go to bat for him on this one. His Pandora station can is... Can you even curate like a Spotify radio? I don't think you can. Like you can on Pandora. I don't think no, you can think either. Because it. it changes like for you. Yeah. It's, it's the first algorithm, I feel like. <laughs> it's the first like curated algorithm. Yeah. So I guess, you know what? That's fair. I respect it now. Because yeah. like Pandora, you can curate a lot. And he's diligent about it. He's so diligent. He will like, he's like, oh, this is a great song. Thumbs up. Like immediately. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I remember that. I have a distinct memory of being in... <laughs> the back of my mom's car and listening to <laughs> baby got back with sir rick's lot <laughs> which is still my like party trick i know every word to baby got back and there is a story that my mom loves to tell of me being like six and doing the entirety of baby got back mm -hmm. In the bathtub. <laughs> like, in the bathtub? In the bathtub. I am <laughs> you're like, still young enough to yeah. take a bath. But it's wrapping baby but got back. <laughs> you're, I'm just imagining, uh, what's that episode of Friends? You know what I'm talking about? Nope. 
There's an episode of Friend, like towards the end of Friends when Ross and Rachel have the baby and the only way to get her to be quiet was to yes, sing that no, song. Yes, that is 100% <laughs> what it is. But so like my parents, they listen to like this weird spectrum of like early 2000s hip hop but also late 90s early 2000s country mm -hmm. so those were the two things that i grew up listening to mm -hmm. and like nothing in between <laughs> like it was just yeah two veins yeah it was like pretty like pretty separated but like we that's what we listened to is one or the other we didn't listen to like 2000s pop that was it mm -hmm. um yeah so i know like a lot of I feel like I know the answers, but what 90s and early 2000s country? A lot of Tim McGraw? Or? A lot of Tim McGraw. Yeah. I could still probably sing a lot of early 2000s Tim McGraw. Yeah. Um, the CDs we had were Tim McGraw and Toby Keith. Yep, Toby the, Keith. Like, for some reason, those are just Kenny the CDs Chesney. everyone had. Um, there was some Garth Brooks in there, of course. Um, any, I mean, Jimmy Buffett, like literally anybody you could name yeah. from that time. Speaking of Garth Brooks, not to okay. sidetrack. Okay, let's hear it. This man just sold, he just released an album on CD. Did he really? He just released a whole album and he's like, you have to buy a CD copy. I mean, which I, is going to sell because it's Garth Brooks. Well, I mean, yeah. But like now which I'm, I'm kind of on Tom Segura's side now. Like where are the bodies at, man? <laughs> well, do you know that you know this man? No, I don't. He's so... Garth Brooks doesn't see. have he doesn't have Instagram comments labeled because every Tom Segura uh, your Is mom's it? house oh my, no, they I go and they comment that. they go and comment where the body's at. I think or like, you've told me about this maybe before. several you times. This is one of my have. favorite bits. That is so but like, funny. Okay, Garth Brooks makes great music. He does. I think like great some of the best nineties music. Isn't he the number one he's the number, selling artist he the most, in the world? He has the most platinum albums okay. like, above Drake. Yeah, like it's, it's crazy. crazy. But and weirdly, I feel like isn't he's it like, such an odd dude and such a, like there's like there's like pop star odd. There's like Elton John weird. There's like yeah. there's like, like, like different, oddities. Yeah. But no, this is just like weird. Like, yeah. and he also the whole he's got to get off exclusive Amazon music. I'm so like, sad that I can't listen. The fact that I've listened to a cover of yes. In Low Places. This, that's exactly Friends what in low I was places, say. Like ridiculous. Yes. It makes me so sad that I can't just listen to that on Spotify. Yeah. But I can't say I'm like super up on country music news anymore yeah but i'm slowly kind of starting because of you i'm slowly starting to get back into like country folk that like that fine line well, right there i also think in our age group uh it's getting cool again well the bridge <laughs> is zach bryan because zach yeah. bryan is not what you would imagine zach bryan and like the fact that there's conversations that Unless noah khan is country he's not which is crazy That's but crazy. he's a perfect bridge <laughs> yes. for people to go from oh, pop yeah, no, music from taylor swift like modern taylor swift because she was written and to yes. noah khan yes. to zach bryan yeah no i would say it's noah khan to zach bryan well i listened to tyler childers first but it's yeah, and then it, i honestly wouldn't even consider him country i think he's more folk but uh, i would call it more based folky. on going on honestly i think everyone should go see him in concert period like nobody has money for that james <laughs> i i know but like you Concerts know listening to them, they, they are not affordable <laughs> all my homies hate Ticketmaster. um the way that i tweeted that uh yeah. right after we tried to get noah con <laughs> tickets i was like <laughs> very upsetting i'm gonna fight Ticketmaster. <laughs> we didn't make it out of the pre-sales and didn't make it out of the first pre-sale no um but i would rage. consider him like bluegrass like okay yeah no like I would uh, not that like it's not folk, but I saw him in concert and like the th songs he's famous for, he gave in. He came out yeah. and he sang the songs, the the ones like 
Lady May, and like oh. he's saying them by himself. That's acoustic. the first song that I heard from him. Yeah. From TikTok. <laughs> well, TikTok was introduces a good one. me to a lot of people that I love. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about that earlier. We were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's the bluegrass is just, yeah. he has, there's like eight fiddles on the stage with it. Like they have an yeah, no. entire orchestra. Like it's a show. It's not Tyler Childers. Like, Which is, I, that's my favorite. He shows day. up and sings four acoustic songs, and the rest of it is just a musical. You know who else does yeah. that? The Lumineers. They have, because okay. it's just like the two of them, mm -hmm. technically, but they have an entire supporting band, and the band is like a spectacle. Yeah. I would say that's the best concert I've ever been to. Yeah. I've seen them twice. I've heard that from several people before. They're incredible. They're, I, have entered my Lumineers era in the last year or Ugh. so. Like the, I knew like Cleopatra and all of them. Yes. But I think that's my doing. I'm gonna um, take credit for that. Forgive no, me. No, I would agree. Too. I definitely <laughs> was just like, okay, they've they had their their poppy hits when I was in high school and I didn't think anything more of them. And then like I think you always come back to them. Like that yeah. and like Mumford and Sons were uh, like also like very yes. mainstream for a couple songs and yeah. then came back. Well I think that like that era of like quote unquote pop music is what introduced me to folk music. Mm. And that was at such an important like developmental time in my life mm -hmm. that that's what brought me back to it in my like adult years of being into like folk music is that I loved Ho Hey when I was mm -hmm. 13 or however old I was. And then yeah. Mumford and Sons is just I mean, hits on hits, but <laughs> there's so many ways we could go with this. We will come back to okay. your development of music taste. Okay. But we were talking about earlier we just at for breakfast. Like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were talking earlier at breakfast. We're like, we got to say this one. But yes. like, we were talking about why. I definitely forgot what I was. Uh, oh, yes. We were okay. talking about yes. why Taylor Swift, why her worst, well, what I was thinking about. We were like, her worst songs on each album are the ones that yes. are on the radio. Which is our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, don't come after us, Swifties. But, <laughs> it's our opinion. Yeah. But, like, I knew you were trouble when you walked in. That, like, that's not a, that's if, not the, that's probably the worst song in the album. If but, you think that, like, her singles are her best music, you're, I don't think you're a true fan because. Yeah. Her deep cuts are the best ones. Yeah. I, again, TikTok, thank you, TikTok. Um, <laughs> they were like, you sh this year, they're like, you should like Taylor Swift. <laughs> and so I started listening to like folklore because I was like, this mm. is probably my speed. Oh, that Folk's was your gateway. I was like, folk, <laughs> folk is in it and it's probably what I want. And incredible. I had never heard any song in that except for Exile because Bonnie Bear's on it. And mm. I was like, oh, I love Bonnie Bear. I'll start listening to that song. So that song's been on my playlist for a long time, but yeah. I listened to the full album and I was like, oh damn, that's good. That's good stuff. That's what I think I'm going through that too. But like, I think they have, I th my theory is what I was trying to say is that these insanely talented artists, it's like hard to tell, like to get to the real meat of an artist when they have commercial success. Yes. And I feel like the ones that give them commercial success are ones that they're just having a little bit of fun on. Yeah. But they're also such technically like sound. Like they have the best writers, but they're like, yeah, we'll just throw that one out there. And it's so fun and like kind of cheap, but it's yeah. also like very well made. Yes. That that goes crazy. But then you also don't, it takes you a while to come yeah. back to it. So I think like Mumford and Sons, the Lumineers, yes. and Taylor Swift are all in that vein. Yes. I think that Ho Hey is like a fine song. Mm -hmm. But it's repetitive, and after you listen to it like three times, you're like, okay, and I'm done. I'm yeah. done with this. But if you get into their some like their deeper stuff, mm -hmm. it is the most depressing, 
well-written music you've ever heard in your life. And I think the same applies to Taylor Swift. She is queen of bridges. Like she is Mm -hmm. queen of creating great bridges in music. Yeah. Well, that's the opportunity to tell a story is like, you've got your chorus that it's like the core of it, but then you have like the the verses. Sure. They have to sound good, but the bridge is Uh, your opportunity. I will die on the hill that bridges are the best parts of songs. Yeah. They're my absolute favorites. Mm -hmm. Of every song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and Noah Khan is also incredible at creating bridges that will just like yeah. sucker punch you in the gut. Like you're just like, oh, that hurt. <laughs> yeah. I feel like his lyrics are almost like it's like I enjoy writing poetry in some capacity. I'm not claiming I'm any good at it, but I feel like. <laughs> I feel like his songs are more poetic in the fact that I like to write a minimum amount of words in a line. Okay. And I feel like he does that. It's like, but it also like paints a very good picture. He like chooses words. Yeah. The word choice is, yes, the word choice is important, but I feel like, so I've recently found that my favorite artists are the ones that create just the most depressingly, like, like they're just such sad songs, but you can still sing them at the top of your voice and it's still fun. Yeah. Like Noah Khan, the Lumineers do that a lot. Yeah. Like if you listen to the words in a Lumineer song, you're like, ooh, yeah. ee, that's rough. Well, what are the two universal things that you can write music about? Being sad and being in love. And you can't hate someone for being sad, or it's harder to hate someone for being sad than it is to hate someone for, for being, being in love. love. That's so, so real. <laughs> <laughs> those are like the two things. I think that's like why those songs become, become so touching because it's hard to be mad at someone for being sad because everyone's been sad and that's you can't so be upset real. with someone for being sad. You're like, oh, you're in love. Good for you. Anyway, <laughs> be single and bitter over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's that's interesting. But yeah. uh, we can go back. So back from nineties oh, country yes. okay. to yeah, yeah. And then I would say like I went through this era in like elementary school and middle school where I was like, I think I could be a singer someday. Like, I think <laughs> I think like, we all my, did. <laughs> my family was like obsessed with like American Idol. We were obsessed mm-hmm. with American Idol when I was a kid. Like we watched it from Kelly Clarkson's season. Big William Hung fan. <laughs> skipping that and um, <laughs> so I like and then I was we grew up in the generation of Hannah Montana yeah like I was like I could do this or high and, school musical or high or, school musical. Do you remember the high school musical American Idol they made like no. a show they made like a yeah did they really they did yeah I remember we watched it came on Sunday nights on ABC I do not remember sure. that yeah that's crazy we weren't allowed to watch American Idol but you after do. a certain point I don't remember what happened but like <laughs> Uh, but then at some point we were like, oh, we, my sisters all love High School Musical. I also loved High School Musical. That was great. Still love Zac Efron. <laughs> but, um, but they made that show. And I remember was like avidly yeah. watching it every week. It was I just like, it was a that. knockoff of American Idol of high schoolers wanting to be like. Interesting. Yeah. But, yeah no, I don't, I don't remember that. But <laughs> yeah. So I was like me and my cousin who's like nine months older than me. Mm-hmm. We were convinced we were going to be pop stars mm-hmm. like we were convinced so i was really in like a hannah montana which she was my first concert mm-hmm. hannah montana miley cyrus best of both worlds tour, best of both worlds tour. hell yeah uh <laughs> so that was my first concert and me and my cousin like my aunt took us and that was our first concert we were in i was probably like god i don't even know i was in elementary school for sure but i would like we were so convinced we were going to be singers so in that stage of my life it was like hannah montana taylor swift I was a huge Taylor Swift girly 
until I was like, no, I'm too cool. I'm not going to be like other girls. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, now you're just like other I'm girls back. and I'm, you're not a singer. I am just <laughs> I am just a teen girl in my 20s, my mid 20s. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, so I was like fully convinced that I was going to yeah. be a singer. So in that stage, it was like all pop music. I loved Carrie Underwood also. Because she, you know, she won American Idol. It was like all of these people that I like looked up to and it was like very female Mm -hmm. oriented, which I'm sad to say now that I don't listen to a lot of female artists. I don't know why that is, but I just like I don't as much anymore, which I'm like kind of sad about. But Mm -hmm. most of my favorite artists are just like most of your favorite artists are just unwashed. And I feel like (laughs) women are just better with their hygiene. And I feel like that's a qualification for you. You look like you haven't showered in for a while. I think you're a beautiful artist. Uh, I didn't expect to be catching strays in this podcast. I'm here doing you a favor, (laughs) and I'm just catching strays on the podcast. That's rude as hell. Um, Anyway, so then um, I kind of like, you know, I got into middle school, and I kind of like was like, well, I'm clearly never going to be a singer. Like, mm-hmm. that's not something that's going to happen for me. Did you ever have moments where you're like, sit down at a piano and I'm going to write a song because I'm just gifted? Oh, not once. I don't know how to play instruments. Oh, no, I did that, though. I, I went through my era. <laughs> I, You know what? That's not true. I think I did try to write a song once. But the, my problem is tunes, I cannot make up tunes. Yeah. So it would just end up being like a, like a, like a, a parody, basically, of a... Yeah existing song i remember one time um i took piano lessons like as a kid and then our piano teacher entered us into this like competition see but like that's already more than i ever knew how to do i i couldn't even i couldn't even tell you like i couldn't even act like i knew how to play the piano i was (laughs) yeah i was eight and i and then i actually there's two people in my in my um (laughs) there's just three of you (laughs) Or yeah. were you one of the two? I was one of two people <laughs> oh, in my God. age group in this competition. And, like, it was honestly not even a competition. It was just a brand event for Clavinova, You were, like, a piano second brand. place in my age group, baby. And, <laughs> like, I remember just being so upset. This is honestly way more context than you need. I I'm screwed so up the end of, like, it was, like, it was, a, like, eighth it was an eight-year-old's version, like a dumbed-down yeah. version of Ode to Joy. Okay. And so I screwed up the end of it. And I always just, like, naturally would, like, do this one other way. And, like, I wouldn't play it right. And I was like, I did it the wrong way in the one time I was on stage. And then I remember just going and sitting in my chair and just bawling. Oh, and my then God. I, and then at the end of it, I was so I was so upset and sulking the rest of the day. I won the drawing for the free piano. Oh my god! And so I had this piano, this electric piano, and where you like, could like record I'm never things. Again. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I just like James, you won. I was like, but what? And then I was like, I didn't win anything. I messed it up. And they're like, No, you want a drawing? Takes no skill. You got a piano. Oh my god! I love just the deep cut yeah. stories I get to hear on this podcast from your childhood. They're just well, like that explains a lot. <laughs> all the context you didn't need for I had no, a piano. You know. <laughs> But I remember uh, the oh Jonas Brothers um, music video uh, for Fly With Me. I used to think that was such a good thing. It was I was at the point in time where everyone thought Nick Jonas was dying from diabetes. diabetes yeah. <laughs> we made it seem like you only had three months to live. But the, I remember sitting down and like it's – Which, by the way, this has come up too many times in this podcast. <laughs> Jonas Brothers? Nick Jonas almost died. You thinking – I think this is Did the second time. <laughs> 
Maybe. As an avid listener er of this podcast. (laughs) The only one, the the only avid listener of this podcast. My only fan. (laughs) You probably know better than I do. I'm pretty sure. I can't stand the sound of my own voice. So you have a better record. And the sad thing, I will never listen to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So have fun with this, everybody else. (laughs) But there was a simple chord progression of that song that I figured out. And I was like, I'm a musical genius. I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to be. But I, it was literally just changing one finger on like oh the God, chord progression, so like funny. back and forth. It's super simple. And I figured it out on my piano. That is so and funny. And I thought it, it was literally one section of the song, like just one section, the most repetitive. Section. And I oh thought, man, I'm a child prodigy. Oh I gone over my, <laughs> my <laughs> you're, you're screwing <laughs> up the end of my 30 second piano oh recital. Oh my God. That's so to, funny. Uh, thinking I was a child prodigy a couple of years later. Yeah, no, um, I never did anything like that, but when I, I don't know who thought it was a good idea to buy me a karaoke machine. Genius. If you ask me, their fault. Is there any um, home video, I, any camcorder video? I don't think there is, but, um, my dad reminded me of this story cause I told him I was doing this cause mm-hmm. we go for, um, runs every weekend um because my family's adorable and we all (laughs) run together and (laughs) um he reminded me of this time that like I would make him sing duets Mm -hmm. with me on this karaoke machine what duets would you sing I don't remember um apparently there was an uncle cracker song in there um um deep cut uncle cracker (laughs) follow me uh I probably I don't remember what song it was, but I know it was an Uncle Cracker song. He but was it was excellent. probably that yeah. one. Yeah. I, I wanna I need to look it up. Yeah. It might have been when the sun goes down. That was like Kenny Chesney mm-hmm. Uncle Cracker. It might have been that one. But yeah, but I have distinct m- memories. This was in my Taylor Swift era when I thought I was gonna be a singer. Mm-hmm. I would go, I think it was, oh my God, was it the Fearless album, maybe? But I had the CD version of Fearless. And I would just play my favorite songs and I would just like go up into my room and I would just sing in the karaoke machine. That's so nice though. <laughs> why, why, why is that a bad idea? That's such a nice memory. Okay. But can you imagine how annoying that was? There's okay. <laughs> For how annoying on a scale of, of zero to how annoying a kid could be. I guess that's true. I was just singing like, karaoke in your room is very low. I level. guess, I guess that's, I guess that's true. But yeah, that's, that was like my peak. Like I'm going to be a singer someday mm. era. You're of like, my life. I'm just practicing here. Yeah. But you know, I did see Taylor Swift in concert before it was cool. So. Oh really? Yeah. I, that was around the fear. I, it might've been the speak now tour, but it was around mm. that time before she's like, before it was the era. Dating Travis work. Kelsey and yeah. put on the map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I hate you. <laughs> the Swifties are going to come at you for that one. <laughs> I choose what gets posted. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was, I don't know who thought that was a good idea, but. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's fun. Yeah. And then you were ushered into. Yeah. So after I. One Direction era. I'm yeah. It was it, like the natural next step. It really was. Yeah. I kind of was like and I was like very reluctant to enter because mm-hmm. it was that was another thing that it was like, oh, girls just like One Direction because they're like cute yeah. British boys. And I was like, well, obviously they are cute British boys, but <laughs> I actually do genuinely really love their music. Yeah. Even to this day that I don't listen to I don't listen to pop music anymore. Mm-hmm. But like. I I just I just recently moved and I had to clean my old apartment 
put on yeah. One Directions. Well, there's a nostalgic element too. Yeah, and it's just, it's so fun. I went to, God, I went to at least three of their concerts. Mm-hmm. I've gone to their solo concerts. Like, I I love I One Direction. I've always wanted to ask a One Direction fan. Oh, bring this. it. Let's As, do it. I'm not denying that I don't like One Direction music. I'm just not built into the yeah, no, lore. Like, bring it. I have all the lore. Give it to me. It's more of a general boy band question. Okay. Because, like, like, there's a lot of great stars come out of boy bands. And, like, currently, like, Jungkook with, like, Are you about to ask me who the Justin Timberlake of One Direction is? (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) I know who that is. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? Um, But, like, how does that even happen? Who chooses all these young boys to put together? Uh, Well, okay, so for One Direction, it was Simon Cowell. Oh, okay. Because they I, I, were, I they were like on I the X Factor. They were on the British oh. X Factor. All together or no. separately? So separately. they auditioned as solo artists. Okay. I can't believe you're making me do this on camera. Um, so they <laughs> they auditioned as solo artists and then they were cut. And then they were like, well, what if we made, they made a girl group and a boy group. And then they got like, they only got like third place in the X Factor. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of blew up. They stayed together as a band, and they just kind but of how, blew up. Okay, so the question, you know, you know, what else is a uh, surprising. I guess people didn't know that Morgan Wallen was also one of those singing shows people. Really, he didn't win. He sang pop songs. But either way, that's a weird deep cut. We don't need to compare One Direction to Morgan Wallen. Yeah, and I just I don't know anything about Morgan Wallen, that's so fine. I couldn't be able to con- contribute like, anything to this conversation. <laughs> how do they like? Okay, so they have those poppy songs. There's a yeah. formula to making a pop song, yes. but you also have like writers. Yeah. Like, how did they get linked up with people to give them the perfect song for them? Like, well, it just I mean, doesn't. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, how they just have the perfect storm over and over again. So I think the thing is, like, because they were so young when they were in this boy band, they mm-hmm. were like very much ushered into like their management controlled pretty much everything for their first, at least their first album. So, like, they didn't write – I don't think they wrote any of those songs. I know Ed Sheeran wrote one of their songs. Right. But, like, how did how do you get Ed Sheeran to write Ed Sheeran wasn't that play? popular and okay. at that time. He, but like you I don't even think he released that he was the like A-team great. yet. Okay. That's fair. So, it's kind of – So, it's like, it is just kind of a perfect song. I feel like yeah. in my mind it was just like if someone cooks up the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and, and, and for them, One that Direction is what it was. and K-pop. I mean, the Spice Girls, it was the same thing. They kind of were – they were like kind of thrown together mm. and then like mass – Yeah. How old were the Backstreet Boys when they were uh, – I That is – I am not actually a boy band – Girl, I just love. I don't know. I didn't know band. if like it got younger or not. Like I don't know. Like I didn't know yeah. if Lance Bass was like fourteen. Yeah, no. Like, I I know a lot about One Direction and nothing else about other boy bands. Okay, so I just didn't I'm know. Not the person you knew, to ask like, about. It just seemed to be like there's one of them that has a perfect storm, but I feel like every like you never hear about one that doesn't take off. Well, yeah, that's just kind of how it suck? works. That's kind of how it works. <laughs> just one of them you, is good. No, there's no middling. Well, I mean, boy bands. I yes, I think there is, but is they there? have like one hit wonders. Like, hmm. do you remember the Wanted? Oh, they had like yeah. one hit. I feel like one hits are like more solos, like Jay Sean or something. I mean, I guess, but I mean, boy bands are like they can still have one hit wonders. Yeah, or like yeah, like uh, the Plain White Tees. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I forgot about the Plain White Tees. <laughs> actually, I guess that's not true. Uh, 
Because Big I, Time Rush, you remember them? Uh, they made a comeback, though. <laughs> they did? Yeah. I'm not. This is news to the me. The internet is loving Big Time Rush right really? now. Really? Yeah. Them and the Jonas Brothers, I feel like they made comebacks. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, so. Jonas Brothers, I haven't listened to it. I One of my favorite, hmm, maybe not favorite, but there's a country artist that I do like. He's probably going to get it repetitive if he released another album of the exact same formula of song. But <laughs> I want to say Bailey Zimmerman released a song with uh, the Jonas Brothers. Really? And I was like, a country collab for Yacht Rock? Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, One Direction, I feel like they, not to steer the conversation back to One Direction, but it is my favorite topic. <laughs> Don't make me do this. Don't make me do this, but, <laughs> but I will steer but it back to One Direction. Let's get back to it. Let's, let's, let's get back fixate. To, let's hyper fixate uh, okay. on One Direction. Again, catching strays in this podcast <laughs> is just aggressive. Uh, <laughs> but they also, they started writing their songs eventually, obviously, because mm-hmm. I mean, the, the ones that are doing well in their solo careers mm-hmm. were like, I would say the biggest writers when they were in the band. So um, there's an album that they started writing that is a little bit more folk pop, which is my favorite album. It's the Hill I'll Die On. It's um, it's Midnight Memories. I think it's Midnight Memories. That, that's embarrassing. Um, I'm not but, gonna look it up for you. That's I'm so. That's you. so mean. Out to dry. I'm like positive. It's, <laughs> I'm like pretty sure it's Midnight Memories, but um, it's just like a little bit more folky, and I think that's where like. Again, the bridges, they mm-hmm. came in strong with bridges that are like so fun to scream sing. And like, because I think that's like for me as somebody, again, who lives in the Midwest and commutes a lot, like driving, I want something that's super fun to blast in my car that mm-hmm. I can just like kind of get myself pumped up, even if it's the most depressing song in the world. Yeah. I want to be able to scream sing it. And Noah Khan is the, oh, the epitome uh, uh, of that. In my opinion. Well, you know this, but I used Noah Khan to trick my brain into getting hyped for long runs on Saturdays when I got into running because I was trying to like Pavlov myself into being ready, (laughs) getting ready to run because it was such a such a slog there for a while. Yeah. But I I'm such a firm believer because like people are like, well, you have to listen to the right music to like, and I'm like, I don't. No. I listen. To whatever I enjoy. Yeah. I listen I to my like songs playlist when I lift weights. Which is unhinged. <laughs> I could never. I could never do that. To go from Pitbull to uh, Toby Keith, like, oh real my, quick. Oh, God, that sounds like a freaking nightmare. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I, because I hyperfixate on songs, mm-hmm. I have playlists that I'm very proud of. And I will hit shuffle on that, but then I just queue up whatever songs that I'm yeah. hyper fixating at the moment. Oh, yeah. You start it. Yeah. And then once you're done, like listening to just, your yes. on the ones you're like, okay, I need these three first. Yes. And yes. then it can and then it can yeah. fall into the shuffle. Yeah. But those but like the people that are like, well, if I'm sad, I listen to my sad playlist. And if I'm I'm like, no, it's whatever I'm like, whatever songs I'm vibing with at the moment. Yeah. That's what I'm listening There's to. There's nothing like singing There's, about low grade depression while screaming it in your car yeah to me that's so fun and it's the same thing like the lumineers concert is so fun because they're mm-hmm. singing about alcoholism and like people dying and yeah. you're like ah oh, this song slaps well that's like, always been so true good. i feel like the like the younger mainstream music of the early 2000s what or maybe even the 90s was the the alt rock of like 
the epitome of that is um oh my gosh why i can i have a hint the, the jumper is one of the, oh my i can't believe i'm blanking i don't i don't know what you're talking about uh, semi-charmed life is oh about, yes 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 yes, yes. Know, third eye oh my gosh yes, i can't believe i blanked on third eye blind. yeah i mean or i mean that's horrific but third eye blind is about smoking crystal meth yeah and it's a fun just such a like you'd yeah. have no idea yeah and i mean I want it's the same else. thing as like when yeah. pumped up kicks got really popular mm -hmm. and then you listen to the lyrics and you're like oh my god that's awful mm -hmm. <laughs> you're just like oh no yeah. yeah i feel like there's a movie where there's a bit where like every time a song comes on someone goes is this third eye blind <laughs> is there really? i feel like there that's is such a good i don't bit. know i don't know what movie is but every time some like I'm song comes on it's <laughs> like so, yeah, every time you just this you're at a concert. Is this Third Eye Blind? And just pans to Ed Sheeran is on stage. Okay, okay. I'm going to start doing that. Like, is this, is is this, this Third, Third Eye Blind? blind? <laughs> just like look Excellent around bit. to no one. Whoever, whatever writer came up with that. I'm just going to start. I'm just going to start doing that. And, but I'm going to like replace it with just like random artists. Yeah. He's like, is this Ed Sheeran? <laughs> it's going to be like. Yeah. Literally anyone. Um, okay. So are we done with One Direction? I mean, yeah. We can be. <laughs> we can be. Okay, can so be. moving into so you're that was until they broke up, and even a little bit. One after. Direction, and then you stopped obsessing over. You started when you're like twelve, yeah, and then you stopped obsessing at like twenty four. <laughs> As a twenty five year old, uh, <laughs> no, I would say that like um, at the about the same time I started listening to Ed Sheeran mm -hmm. because Ed Sheeran had written songs for One Direction. Yeah, so I had been like, oh, I love this song. Who and then I you know, heard through like social media, whatever, that Ed Sheeran had written these songs. And again, I love a sad song. Mm -hmm. I love a sad song. If there's one, like one through line to my music taste, it's that it's going to be depressing. Mm -hmm. I, Do you know what our sad song was off of speaking of Ed Sheeran? Oh, is it? Um, that we were always like, yes. damn it. Oh, every time. God, what <laughs> is it? We would just sit there in silence it's and sigh and be like, divide. why don't we just do it's off of his divide album. You're you're right. I can't think of the name of it. Because the only thing it's, in my head is supermarket flowers, but that's not what it is. It's the opposite of a sad song. Happier. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. happier. Yeah. yeah. The ending, again, it's not necessarily the bridge of that song, but the way that he finishes, like changes the chorus, also last chorus. For just someone like at, we were 18 at yeah, the time we were, we were all just like oh we were just going through it we we're like this is the deepest shit we've <laughs> like, ever heard in our lives we've never had a we've never had a successful relationship <laughs> worth like, losing oh, but we're just 18. gonna just be upset about it just <laughs> like 18 we're like oh my god <laughs> it's like, oh, life I'm is never so gonna be hard. happy <laughs> yeah so like that song yeah that's yeah. oof sorry you were saying yeah no so at that time i kind of like transitioned hard into like being obsessed with Ed Sheeran because it was like a very mm -hmm. easy like transition into loving Ed Sheeran and then I remember mom getting hyped one time because he made some random cameo in a movie and you're yeah. like your mom was like hey, we rewind it we have to bring it back for Peyton <laughs> he showed up here and you're like because everyone was like you know how like you say your favorite candy is and everyone just gets you yes. that for your birthday yes, and yes, you're yes, like yes, yes. everyone was yes. mainlining Ed yes. Sheeran to you yep 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 <laughs> yep that is accurate yeah, and then I saw him for the first time, who also, by the way, puts on a wonderful show because mm -hmm. his concerts are, I mean, his most recent one, he does have a backing band for like three songs, but for the most part, it's him, a loop pedal, and an acoustic guitar, which is yeah. just like really, really cool. 
But the first time I saw him was in Chicago, and then we met for pizza because we were living mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. Oh, yes, that's yes. right. So yes. that was the first time I saw him. Do you remember yeah. how he didn't have a voice? Yeah. Yeah. And rough. then randomly your friend was there and like kind of hung over somehow, even though I don't think he drank. No, we were 19 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I got lucky to get there. I just bought my first car and it was a 2004 Mazda Tribute with 213,000 miles on it. And I drove it into downtown Chicago. I was like, hope I get back. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I was going to go off. I used to be upset with Ed Sheeran for finding love and not making as great a music he did before. But great news. His newest album also back to a little bit depressy. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the honeymoon phase is over. Good for us. Well, Good news for uh, other us. things happened. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Not to make it depressing, but other things I happened. I wasn't going <laughs> to redeem myself there being okay. upset that he – but I did enjoy uh, – the one that brought me back was he made uh, – he has like – he released a couple of collabs EPs. Yeah. I It's not the best music. My face was really loud there for a second. It was. <laughs> Yeah, you have a face for newspaper. That um, is the rudest thing you've ever <laughs> fucking said to me. <laughs> God. Um, I'm never doing this again. I appreciate I appreciated that Our he... music talk could last for four hours, and I'm just catching strays constantly. <laughs> it's so fucking rude. I appreciated that he made music he clearly enjoyed making, yes. even though it wasn't yeah. maybe what people would perceive as good he had so much fun yeah like the song blow with chris stapleton yes two insanely talented honestly, people honestly loki that song is one of the good ones it is it that is one, one of the fun. better ones he played that one at the concert i just went to this summer it's a fun song it was fun it's not for everybody yeah. it's a they definitely was like what if we just had this really hard electric guitar and there's which like, was crazy <laughs> and there's like and chris stapleton was probably like hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah brother uh, <laughs> but and, that was the like the collab album is the one that he has a backing band for oh, okay. okay when he tours now yeah but no i definitely was just like i don't need to be upset with someone i used to i also thought like someone else like that was uh sam smith i was like man i got too happy yeah yeah, yeah it's so sad but yeah i mean i've i've come a long way since i was a teenager because i used to like especially with one one direction i was like way too invested in their personal lives i was i was way too invested yeah. and now i'm just like you know, I'm 25 and I'm like, I don't need to care this much. Yeah. I mean, well, that's somebody. a phenomenon that happens in every generation. Oh, I for feel sure. Like, uh, the, like there's back to the Beatles. I was literally like, just like, going to say the Beatles. Yeah. Like, I don't. Do you think it's more of a young girl thing? Because I feel like it happens more because I remember my I sister do. going to a five seconds of summer concert. And I saw them open for One Direction. <laughs> yeah, not to, it was our first like that's big a flex concert for for people that love One Direction. I, okay. That's a flex. <laughs> I saw Five Sykes this summer open for them twice. I mean, that's a pretty good like <laughs> lineup. L- yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a big flex in the One Direction world. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> good to know. I'll know that. I'll lock that one away for some that trivia night that will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but she called me after five seconds of summer and was just yeah. unwell. She was just yeah. bawling her eyes out. And yeah. I was just like, are you okay? And the answer is no. But. No, I was like, <laughs> I was just generally, con- I've, I've been and thinking like, like, are you okay? You're sobbing. Are you okay? We're not emotionally no. expressive people where I come from. Yeah. The and Midwest. Like, <laughs> you kind of just lock just that down. <laughs> between the coasts, generally. You just kind of just push that down. <laughs> Turn it off. This Book of Mormon would say. Um, <laughs> 
Um, but I just remember being like, she, we never would like share that much emotion. She's just, I had to call you and tell you how beautiful of a moment this was. And I was like, what the heck That's is this? That's so funny to me because you've seen me cry probably too many times. Yeah. You've seen me cry a good, good amount of times. <laughs> and I don't cry in front of a lot of people. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I don't know if I should. <laughs> no, no, we're going to move past that one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, one so after Ed Sheeran. Uh, <laughs> after Ed Sheeran, I, you evolved. You became... I evolved. <laughs> and so that was like, I had gone through like a couple of different, like this was, this was the beginning of like not being obsessed with artists as a whole. It kind of turned into more just like, songs here and there mm -hmm. so like i got really big into lewis capaldi for a while Which another super still be. depressing <laughs> singer songwriter i drove to to detroit which is on the other side of michigan i live in the west michigan i drove two and a half hours to watch lewis capaldi open for somebody mm -hmm. and then we saw him at lala palooza <laughs> that that summer too yeah one so, of my favorite was, clips on the internet is Lewis Capaldi in, on the Graham Norton show. Oh my god, Graham he's Norton so goes, funny. So how do you sell out in three seconds? And he goes, raw sex appeal. <laughs> he is the funniest interview interviewee yeah. I've ever seen. Well, he's in my also life. good friends with Niall Horn, isn't he? He is. Mm -hmm. uh, they were supposed to tour together in 2020. I would go with that by myself. I this speaking of times that I cried when they canceled that tour. Was that I a had tickets. Tour? Yeah. I had tickets. Me, my friend Maddie, and her little sister Jada. We were all supposed to go. And they canceled it and they didn't reschedule that tour. And I was I was seeing Harry Styles that year too. This makes it sound like all I listen to is pop music. Um, well, we can get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll quickly move along. Okay, but yeah, so we were supposed to see that. They canceled that. I cried a little bit. Mm -hmm. Harry Styles, he I did end up seeing that tour, but that was mm. love on tour. But funny, yeah. You make fun of me for having pop be my number one genre. Um, on when was the last time pop rapped? was my number one? Doesn't matter. It you does, you evolved in time for Spotify it, Rap to not call you out. <laughs> <laughs> this year might be rough because I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift, so ah. I think pop's gonna be pretty high up there. That's for me. okay. I feel like yeah. they weight Taylor Swift anyway. I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping Stomp and Holler is still like pretty high up there. <laughs> last yeah. year my top was anyway. Stomp and Holler. <laughs> <laughs> which is incredible very lumineers lumineers that's just yeah pretty much it was prime lumineers, example of noah khan and who else was uh gregory allen isakoff is a cough how do you say it i say i Isakoff, but i uh yeah i, I tried i tried just not to say his full i think name. I, I asked my just call him Greg. i sent uh, <laughs> <laughs> i sent the album to my boss uh because he also bones yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so uh good. because we both really like you know, more of the true country yeah. like sound rather than, you know, like the more like Flatland <laughs> Cavalry. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. was like one of our Flatland Cavalry and two Turnpike Troubadours are our two like probably favorite mutual. I need bands. to listen to Turnpike Troubadours more. Um their new album was short and they released half of them as singles, so I was less oh, satisfied after that. That's interesting. Uh, but they kind of pulled a Tyler Childers and released a really short album unexpectedly. Which is like not Bad. yeah but anyway <laughs> i sent him appaloosa bones and he's like yeah i really like uh gai's music and i was like Me. even even spelling it sucks <laughs> i can i can spell it because he was my top artist two years ago yeah so i i've i've loved him for a long time but yeah so i've i've gotten to the point where i can 
I can spell it, but mm-hmm. even saying it, I just feel like it's wrong every time. I know because that's not an artist that like it's not like Noah Khan where he's getting popular. So and he's like it's Khan. Yeah, you don't pronounce the H A N at the end. Yeah. It's just Khan. I I you, I know we mentioned it earlier, but I cannot get rid of the H. I can actually. I really just forced myself to, but mm. yeah. 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 Anyway, we're getting to where the music taste you're proud of. Yes. Although I would really like everyone to think that you only listen oh to God. Taylor Swift in One Direction. I really don't, though. <laughs> I think the fir- the last I listened to One Direction, obviously, like Monday. But mm. before that, the last time I listened to One Direction was like a year, two years ago. Like, I don't listen to them very much anymore. Okay. It's only when I'm like. You don't need to invalidate your fanship. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I am. I I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm like, you like what you like. It's fine. I will make fun of you for liking Machine Gun Kelly, but <laughs> I think that's still like warranted valid. It's not you like know? I'm proud of it. Okay. But like, that's the thing. I think you should be proud of what you listen to. Like you like what you like, who cares? You know, I'm getting to that point yeah. in my life where it's like, nobody should make fun of you for liking what you like. As you just made fun of me for liking. Well, that's different. (laughs) (laughs) As your best friend, that is my job. No, I'm Uh, pretty comfortable with it. I know I'm not. I'm I'm very comfortable. I'm very comfortable in my fanship of Machine Gun Kelly. Very comfortable. I really like the interludes. I really like the interludes. He's just talking to Megan Fox, and they're just in love, and it's just great. Oh, that made me want to mock you so much. Anyway, it's one of the most cringy things that's ever been put out in an album. But it's but there's there's uh, some musical part to it that actually kind of goes hard. I would get secondhand embarrassment i have to turn it off i get horrible secondhand embarrassment i would not be able to listen to that and not just be like i can't listen to zach bryan's not that short little ep that he released but the actual last album that he released where he reads the poem at the top i have to skip it i don't know why but listening to somebody recite a poem the poem on american heartbreak is actually really good and i'm sure it is but there's something about like me and trying to listen to music and then all of a sudden getting like a spoken word poem stressed me out. Yeah. I'm and I don't know think what of... it was. Yeah. Well, no, I get it. It's a little bit jarring. I, I don't, especially because it's right at the, I actually, this it's better I, that it's right at the top. This road I know is the last song on the album. Granted, there's 34 songs. So the odds you get yes. there and I'll listen through are and not I great. Wouldn't. But it's also, <laughs> I actually, that was on repeat for a while. That song, the yeah, poem, it was, it was a good one. And but. I love that for you. I just, I can't, I get awful, awful second embarrassment to the point where I don't have to like hide yeah. my face. Even if I'm alone, I can't, mm-hmm. can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's rough, but GAI. <laughs> GAI. Yeah, no. Um, I would say like right now for music that I listen to on a regular basis that I get very excited about is like Camp, who I got really into at the end of college, who I still love. I saw them live last summer. It mm-hmm. was incredible. Um, Mount Joy, uh GAI, uh, <laughs> good old Greg. Um <laughs> Noah Khan, he's uh I love Noah. Yeah, such a sweetheart. Maybe if we talk nice enough about him and we tag him in yeah. videos, maybe he'll give us tickets. Maybe. Because we tried really hard to get we tickets. Did. Noah. We really Noah. we tried in every major city. We're like, can we I was how willing- much would it cost to fly to okay, where where is the least desirable place to fly to? Like, do you think Indianapolis? Like it's not sold out? No. The, the way that I was willing to fly, to get, especially because the New York concert yeah. was like three days after my birthday. Mm-hmm. Like I was so willing to yeah. fly here. 
yeah. to come see just to see Noah. He's just a sweet, sweet man. I love him. I, As when he, he says, daddy's a corporate sellout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, and I uh, love that for him, but I just wish I could help him be a corporate when sellout. You he know? did the video, like, you know, the the person that does, like, let me meet your dog kind uh, of thing. And he was wearing Birkenstocks. Dogs. And I'm like, this is just. That was the collab of my dreams. Yeah. I love We Rate Dogs. Yeah. And I love Noah. Do you remember that time? Oh, I do. <laughs> I'm very well aware. I literally the beginning said, of our friendship, she would yeah, hyper fixate for hours. We'd be watching a movie and then she would just scroll through defense, irate dogs Twitter. It was an awful movie. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not actually gonna say it. I told you to pay attention the entire time. And it was awful and I couldn't. So I was just going. Well, you didn't pay dogs. attention. And so I Pulp Fiction I did, is a good okay, movie. Now you call me out. <laughs> Even if you pay attention, the ending doesn't make sense. And I will die That's on this That's the hill. point of the movie. I don't care. That's stupid and I hate it. And it was a perfect opportunity for you not to pay attention for me to act like there was a was a point to it and you just weren't paying attention it well enough. It still makes me so angry. I haven't watched it again. I don't care enough to. I don't think it was good. But we'd just be hanging out and you just I collapse <laughs> into convulsions based on and how wonderful like, you just i'd be like yeah great it's another dog rated 13 out of 10 that makes no sense it's a cute dog oh my get God, over they were it so, but they're so funny especially the beginning when it was like a novelty i was like this mm -hmm. is the greatest thing i've ever seen i was like this is wonderful but uh, anyway but they also did one with hosier hosier another one love hosier mm. incredible his recent collab we gotta we gotta talk about it what, the well, way he so crisply said shit, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I don't know why that got me, yeah. but it was incredible. Just him appearing in the middle of a song I've listened to a million times oh, before it was just so, so that's shocking. that's your favorite too, isn't it? Is that the one that was She Calls Me Back is She my Calls favorite. Me Back is your favorite, the one that he did with a collab with Casey Musgraves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That one was my favorite. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he just showed up. You're just fully expecting it to continue on because it's, I think it's the opening track on the album. So it's the one you always start with. Yeah. And. But even it, just like his like background, like vocals, because he said, like Hosier has said in interviews that like, he's not like musically, like his instrumentation isn't as good as his vocals. So the way that he writes songs, if you listen to his, his music, a lot of it is just like vocals in the background yeah because that is a, an easier way for him to add like depth to his music rather than like instruments yeah and he's a very liberal guy and i actually listened to his episode on song exploder oh did you um which is a very good episode and he breaks down the song and he, the artist gets to pick the song and yeah. they break apart which one do you do i don't remember the name of the song but it was like an activism kind of it song you're young then it might was have been it off of his newest album he collabed with a gospel singer that oh. i can't remember oh the name no of. that's um uh, Nina Cry of Power, probably. Yes, then. yes, yeah. that song. And but like, Eat Your Young, if you listen to the lyrics of that, that one's so good. It's it's like anti-war type of yeah. song. Um, Yes, I I listened to them break down that song and yeah. he, he talked about the importance of her coming in. Because that's like a civil rights activist basically, song, right? Basically, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so he broke it down and how important it was to have her there, one, for the meaning of the song, but also because... He likes to have background vocals just yes. because when he writes it entirely, yeah, and he which he likes to keep it that way. He needs yeah. vocals in there to just give it yeah. the character of it. And he's just, he's so talented. I feel like he's just uh the way that he, it's even on just like Northern Attitude, 
yeah like the the collab just like the depth that he added because sometimes I don't love when artists add a collaborator because I because to me sometimes it takes away from the song but the way that they did it I feel like it added a lot of depth to it which I think is kind of it's probably the best because he's collabed with a million people in the last yeah he's almost re-collabed every song on the album at this point yeah and like the one with Post Malone, I really enjoyed just because I like Post Malone and I like yeah. Milk But like also like you, they probably only were together for like three hours to like do yeah. it. So like I feel like it's almost at better to write point, a song together, yeah, rather than I just pop in on it. If they did that, I'd probably but like it more. I still get excited about it, and I'll still like the original better. But like, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can honestly say that. Oh, I if I given the choice, I I'd listen to almost. I would say. Every song that he's in a collaboration on, except for maybe Northern Attitude, I would listen to the original over the collab every day. But that's nothing against like the collaborators yeah. or having collaborators. It's just my like preference because I'm so yeah. used to it. I think it. it's it's also what I'm used to and also what I fell in love with in the first place. Yeah. Although like she calls me back with Casey Musgraves. I'm a big Casey Musgraves fan. So like I, I was like, that. that was a very... I would have been fine with either her or Lizzie McAlpine, and I would have been very oh. excited and like not like. If it well, was, he does have a. Club yeah, but it wasn't my favorite song in the album. That that's not your call. Your mom isn't your favorite. Oh my god, so call hard. it call your mom is my favorite uh, of, of the, the extended, extended the extended that's songs. Yeah. But she calls me back is always been my favorite. You know what other collab is really good? Lumineers collabing with Zach Bryan, Spotless. Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's. That's, That's why I appreciate like Zach Bryan's turnaround on music is insane. Uh, it's crazy. The fact that he wrote new songs together like, I, and released four of them which over is a weekend. What I would prefer. Which I, is like, what I would prefer. Yeah. And it was, I feel like it was only marginally better because yeah. just because they did it in like a weekend. Yeah. But like still, yeah. there was good music on there. Yeah. Should we talk about if we were vampires? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> If we're talking about great songwriting. Uh, I could talk about great songwriting for like three hours. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the problem. Like we could talk about music for so long yeah. to condense it into this amount of time. It's kind of hard for us. Yeah. Okay. So the premise is <laughs> <laughs> Jason Isbell has a song, If We Were Vampires. It's come up twice as I think it's a sad song or I realized it was a sad song. Call me out in the first episode <laughs> when I couldn't defend myself and I was. So my thought, so the basically the premise of the song is if we were vampires and we had unlimited amount of time, the time we would have together, which is 40 years, wouldn't be so special. Right? No. No. I think you kind of reversed it. Did I reverse it? Yeah. So like because we have a finite amount of time. That's the 40 why 40 years is what uh, makes yes. it special. You're right. You're because right, you're like right. the whole second verse mm-hmm. is him being like, if we were vampires, we would look at these people who only have 40 years together and be like, oh, and that's be like, special. that's no, like as a vampire, you're like, how silly of them. Like I wouldn't oh. treat you that way because we have forever. So right. it's not like you don't put in as much, you wouldn't put in as much effort. It means more. Because you only get 40 years together, so you're going to make every second count. And you're going to put all of this work into your relationship and loving this other person. Yeah. The sad part to me is the mortality part of it. 
Right, but that's well, what makes it special. That's the whole assuming, thing. Assuming if it was still special I over a longer... I love that we're just arguing. <laughs> assuming that, that it was... Like, the hope isn't like, if we had eternity, we wouldn't love each other. My hope is if if you're like really in love with somebody, it wouldn't matter how much time you have. But that's the whole thing. Well, right. But it's like, I don't agree entirely with the premise that you wouldn't treat someone well if but you then had I think you're unlimited missing, amount of time. But then I think you're kind of missing the point of the song. You know what I'm saying? Well, and realistically, right, which is what the sad part is you don't get to love someone for a long amount of time. You only have a limited amount of time in order for it to mean right, something. Right. Which is sad that you can't have forever. Which that is to sad. To have something that special. But that you know? time. But like that's the whole that's what the second verse is setting up. Like, you know, like we would think they're so silly if we were if we lived forever and we saw these people acting so lovey-dovey all the time, we would think that's silly. Because we know we get to spend forever together, so we don't need to act like that. Because we will be together forever. I don't think people act lovey-dovey because they're like, yeah, we're going to die someday. <laughs> but isn't it kind of like in the back of your mind, you're like, well, we got to make this count. Like, we got to make this time together count. And if, no. <laughs> and if you don't, realistically, you should. Because, like, you well, have to recognize, like, you're going to die someday. And, like, you're the person you love is going to die someday. So, like... You, I think about this with my dog because like he has such a small amount of life and I'm like, well, I yeah. need to make your time here so special, you know? Mm. And realistically, this is probably what like Jason Isbell wanted. Like he was like, yeah, it's kind of ambiguous. You could take yeah. it as a sad song or as like a really romantic, yeah. like, but. Intentional ambiguity is something I hate about philosophy <laughs> and specifically theology. And so I feel like he's dipping a little bit in that. Well, probably. But, but I also don't think that the silly things about love are what actually makes it happen. Those last maybe two or three years. And the rest of it is but just commitment. But that's the problem. That's kind of like, that's kind of what he's saying. He's like, it's like, I want to be reminded that, you know, this is going to end someday. So I better make it count. Yeah. And maybe be more lovey-dovey rather than like, or yeah. more. Because I, I think, because I think that's kind of what the whole song sets up is like, because I need to remind myself to love you as hard as I can every day that I need to put in the work every day because sooner or later, one of us is going to die. It could be tomorrow. Yeah. We don't know. I don't know. I still see the, if you're going to like long-term relationship, married or not, like it's becomes a commitment and make the most of it. Like, and if you're going to make that happen, it's not the lovey-dovey thing. kind of sad? You can have both. I think you should have both. You should. I think the the doing the difficult stuff allows you to continue to have the happy moments together. At some I mean, point sure, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There has to be, there has to be both. But I think reminding yourself every day that like, and don't get me wrong. I don't <laughs> think there's a point to be happy and in love with someone and thinking it's special. <laughs> I just think there's an element of sadness in the fact that you're both mortal and it's going. Which to is end. that is sad inherently like, in the fact that. There's an end. There's a little bit of sadness, yeah. a little bit of limit. Don't get me wrong. It is. Yeah. But to me, it's just kind of it's more like a romantic song than a yeah. sad song. Yeah, I hear you. We're going to rapid fire those. No, we're not. We're not doing the cards. I figured this would be the first episode. We wouldn't need them. Not that I don't think we need them, but like I also feel like it, it breaks up. And then I always go, I think we have time for one more. I do. I do want to talk about one, though, specifically. OK, um, hit it quick. Um, it's a song that reminds me of you. Okay. And I, I think if I, you had like, 
we both had to answer this, it might be the same song. Okay, go for it. Okay. Well, I want to know what you would think. Like, what make, song what makes song? you think of me? Because I have one specific one that makes me laugh every time I think about... I'm honestly blanking. Okay, so you remember our road trip playlist? Yeah. Remember how we had three of one song on there because oh, we kept adding it? Follow You to Virgie? Yeah. yeah. No, that's it. I probably, yeah. There, yeah, yeah, that'd be, that makes sense. it's that or happier probably. Yeah, but, one of those two. Yeah, but Follow You to Virgie, it makes me think of you every time I hear it. I'm just like, I can't believe it. Like, is, this, with, is this the one that he put on the playlist or the one that I put on the playlist? Because it's so funny because there's like four different versions of that song. Yeah. And because when you make a Spotify playlist, it's like, this song's already on there. Do you want to add it? But we didn't know. We added it a bunch of different because times. Because it was every, it was every, <laughs> every variation version. of that song. <laughs> we had a live version. We had an acoustic version. We, we had the did regular. Not, didn't get sick of it either. No. And we listened to it. It got to the point where we were driving through rural Wyoming and we were like, we've heard Volume Diversity like four times. A lot times. for a playlist with 200 songs. It was a very, it was a long playlist. Yeah. And we were like, wow. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of Tyler Childers. <laughs> that is, but not to be mad about it. But no. either way, we're yeah. out of time. Yeah. It was a nice little way to end it. Did it fight and yeah. then be nice, which is one hundred percent our friendship. And yeah. it's just the way it goes. Yeah, but yeah, you didn't thank even you. Gaslight me. So <laughs> next time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for being here. I uh, this was, was great. So fun.